Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Hear the Voice podcast. Usually you'd be hearing from our partners Raindance Media and the Pinpoint Kicking Aid. No disrespect to them, you can find a hell of a lot of information about the Pinpoint Kicking Aid through Facebook and Raindance Media will look after you for all your online media services. Don't get left behind, get online to raindancemedia.com. But this intro needs a little bit more time to talk about our guest, Lee Aussie Lawrence, a fantastic contributor to the community in the Yarra Valley via his page, The Valley Vicious Banter of local football and netball teams in the Yarra Valley. It's a crazy sight, very funny, a lot of piss taking, but all for a terrific cause, Rett Syndrome. Rett is a neurodevelopmental disease that his daughter Gypsy has, which is really sad. But through the vehicle and power of social media and sport, Aussie has created a platform to gain enormous funds for this wretched cause. He has a great story to tell, and we got him on board to talk about that. It's a cool chat. He opens up. He's really genuine and just an all-round good guy. The reason for the long intro is that we need to get around some businesses and a club that's got on board to help out in spreading the awareness message about RET and trying to raise more money. So, Suvalaki Bar and Grill Spinners, that's where you need to go for your Suvalaki needs. And if you want the best wood-fired pizza in Hillsville, you head to the Bodie Tree. Now, both those organisations have jumped on board. You can get a $50 Bodie Tree voucher and a $25 Spinners Suvalaki Bar and Grill voucher, along with Valley Vicious hoodie, singlet, polo shirt, hat, stubby holder, all wrapped up in a prize pack just by liking and sharing this podcast. You'll win all those prizes. We'll draw it out in about a week from releasing the show. And I want to thank all those people for getting on board, especially Kim at the Bodhi Tree and John at Spinner's Suvlaki Bar. And last but not least, we've got a little bit of an initiative that we talk about at the start of the pod with local football clubs in the area and their major raffles or their ticket draws. So Mount Evelyn Football Club, our good friends out there, yes, I said good friends, which pains me to say, but John O'Dalton and Fathead Tessarero have chucked in a ticket and donated that to Valley Vicious, which is an awesome initiative. And what we're going to do is put a little bit of a challenge out there. So Mount Evelyn have stumped up a ticket and now we want to see Nick Crosland and the Wandon Football Club match or beat that donation. I'm sure they'll be up for the challenge. And then it's up to Nick to on go and talk to another club and challenge them in getting on board. Hopefully, all the Yarra Valley clubs and even some of those southeast clubs that we don't usually look too kindly on will get on board for a really good cause and send a ticket to their major ticket draw or super draw to Valley Vicious and get everyone involved to help this great cause and this great guy that we're about to hear from. So... Huge intro, you would be sick of hearing my voice. I can appreciate that. Without further ado, Lee Aussie Lawrence. Hope you enjoy. Aussie Lawrence, welcome to Hear the Voice, mate. Uh, thanks for having me, mate. Um, I'm wrapped to be a part of this. This is, uh, this is a first for Hear the Voice, so I've done all my recordings in isolation through Zoom. Um, and you alluded to me that you weren't too handy on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not, mate. I have not even used it. Um, I, I see that everyone's using it at the minute, and yeah. I haven't even um, 
had a look at it um, through some of Gypsy's stuff that she does with teachers and that. They're using all that. Yeah. Um, and Tali suggested to me that I'm probably going to have to get it done and start doing it, and I still haven't. So uh, <laughs> I think I will have to eventually. Well, we're coming out of it, mate. We're uh, we're one and a half away for all the listeners there that are concerned. Um, but it's good. It's exciting because this is how I envisioned it happening, getting together with people that I felt had a story to tell and that I was interested in, um, have a beer, which we're having a beer now together, and getting you to tell your story. I think first, though, we've got some introductions to get out of the way and a, a few little bit of housekeeping, if you will. Uh, I've managed to get a few people on board to help out with the course, so it would be not fair if I didn't mention straight off the bat Mount Evelyn Footy Club. So Johnny Dalton and uh, Fathead Tessiro there, have kindly donated a ticket to their uh, ticket draw, so which is a really good effort. I think it's a really good Fantastic. effort. Yeah, it's awesome to just get it up in the first place for their club during the pandemic to still try and raise revenue, but to also um, to be so, I guess, uh, invested in VV and, and the RET awareness, which is what we're here for and which we'll touch on. So they've donated a ticket to VV, which is terrific. And... Uh, as a result of that, what we're going to do on this podcast, we're going to challenge another Yarra Valley club. So I'm happy with one ticket from one club, but I want all the Yarra Valley clubs to get involved in this. And I think we can start a little bit of uh, a trend going on the socials where we challenge the Wandon Football Club to match or better the Man Evelyn Football Club. So if the Wandon people are listening, Nick Crosland in particular, <laughs> you need to get your act together. You need to get your hand in your pocket and donate a ticket to VV. Uh, and then the ball's in his court then. The pressure's on him. Um, the Man Evelyn boys have been fantastic all the way through. Obviously, I grew up playing against uh, Man Evelyn all the way through juniors and that, and JD. JD is the same age as me. Yep. So we played all the way through together. Um, and obviously with the Valley Vicious games and that, man, everyone, they've been fantastic. The whole league's been fantastic. So, now uh, wrapped to have them put in like that. It's fantastic. Yeah, they were awesome. One of the very few times a Wandam person will give man, everyone a rap, but I have to. So, <laughs> to Mark Fisher's clan down there, well done. Very happy. And uh, also, through this podcast, when we finish it and we get it out there, mate, we've, you've brought along some awesome prizes in regards to a hat and a hoodie and there's a shirt and a, a stubby holder there. a polo, there. a singlet. Um, stubby holder hat and jumper. Fantastic. So we'll package all that up. And then I did a little bit of ringing around today. So we've got the Bodie Tree uh, Pizza Place there in Hillsville and Spinner's Souvlaki Bar as well. So uh, Kimmy from the Bodie Tree has donated 50 bucks. I was going to say 50K then. <laughs> Would have been Andy. Jeez. <laughs> 50K worth of pizza. 50 bucks worth of pizza down there, um, which is fantastic, and we thank her. And Johnny has donated 25 bucks to go towards a, a souvlaki um, down there or a, a GSP, which is the Greek version of a HSP, oh, nice. which I, uh, I recommend. Very, very good. So we thank Johnny and Kim for getting on board. We'll package all that up, and within the week or so of releasing this podcast, we'll uh, announce a winner. So with all that done now, mate, can I formally introduce you properly? How about, how about you do it? Name. Lee Lawrence. <laughs> and the reason why we're here. Why are we here talking to you? Uh, I guess mainly, obviously, Nick, I've known you for quite a long time, but I, I think the main reason we're here is obviously for RET Awareness and what we've been doing to raise money for RET and the Valley Vicious page, what it is now and where we're taking it and where we're going to take it, I guess. 
hundred percent. Yeah, there's a there's a story to be told here, and I think when I approached you uh, in a call last week, you were a little bit standoffish. You weren't, you weren't too sure how it would come across, and I said, "Listen, you've got a story to tell." Um, and you were one thing stuck with me at the end of the phone call. Actually, as we were talking about getting together and having a podcast, I said, "It just dawned on me that the reason why I'm asking you is because." Your daughter, Gypsy, has this condition. So the reality is I'd much prefer not to be ringing you to come on and talk on my podcast about your daughter having a, a condition and a, and a disease, if you will, because we never want anything like that to happen to our kids or anyone's kids. So, And I said that to you. I mentioned it. And in true Aussie fashion, you said, mate, everything happens for a reason, and I believe that this has happened to me for a reason to, to do something and, and have a purpose and... What I'm watching you do in the space of Valley Vicious on Facebook, raising awareness through that, and then through the, the two games that we've had at Hillsville Football Club uh, for Red Awareness has been nothing short of unbelievable. So I want to thank you, firstly, for coming on and all the work you do. Let's go right back, even before Gypsy, mate. There's a there's a culture and a, there's a real, I guess, sense of mateship and sense of gratitude in you as a person. I believe you grew up in Coldstream, but I'm, I'm taking yeah. a risk there. No, I definitely grew up in Coldstream. I uh, spent every day there. Um, you know Coldstream, it's a small town. Uh, if you live up, you know, grow up in Coldstream, all you do is cricket and footy. Um, I don't know if you remember where my house was, Nick, growing up opposite the footy ground right there. You can kick a goal probably from my parents' front lawn. Um, and all we did back then was cricket and footy. Um, I look back at it now and I think, you know, with what's going on in the world and everything, I probably grew up in a fantastic place. Like, yeah. all, that's all we did. Um, you know, there's trouble everywhere now. There's none of that. You know, we used to get in a little bit of trouble, but it was nothing too bad. Um, we'd go out, the streetlights, till the streetlights come on, and then you'd go home, you'd, go, you'd know that it's time to go home and have dinner. You'd do exactly the same thing the next day. Yeah. Um, and growing up, I, I believe the Coldstream Footy Club, Coldstream Cricket Club, if it wasn't for them, I reckon I'd, I, I don't know what I'd be doing, mate, yeah. uh, to be honest. Um, there's a lot of blokes who I grew up with who probably went the wrong way and weren't into the sport as much as I was and all my mates were yeah. and probably went the other way. So, yeah. um, as you know, you spent a little bit of time at the club. Um, it was a great, great culture. Um, I was taught that early. Um, mateship, loyalty, respect is something that I, I will learn through the footy club. Um, and when I've gone on to coach, that's definitely um, something that I, I'll always um, try to teach. Uh, Coaching-wise, I probably wasn't the most strategic, but um, somehow the boys, you know, got around me, and um, that's what I, I sort of like to teach on the footy field. Um, and, and, you know, the loyalty, brotherhood, all that kind of stuff, it really worked. Ahead of your time, mate, because that's all we hear about today. We hear about the relationship and the connected piece around coaching. And uh, the tactical side, can, not always, and especially at the high levels, but it locally can fall by the wayside. If you've got 22 or, or a list of 40, 44 people that are bought in, you can do some pretty, pretty special things. And that's a thing. You've all got to buy into the same thing. It doesn't have to be one thing, but if it's all the same thing, you're all thinking the same thing, yeah. it'll eventually work. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's all about the team. 100%. So for those of you that haven't been out to Coldstream, basically the whole estate revolves around that footy ground. Yeah. 
and that that's all we did. <clears throat> yeah, to be honest, um, there wasn't too much to do there. Um, and you know, I've still got me best mates that I always call mates. I probably don't see much anymore. Yeah, but you still have that. You know, they're still your best mates. Great memories, and um, yeah, I love the town. Absolutely love. It. Yeah, I agree. It's a great place. Great people. Great place to grow up. And for people like me that weren't born in Colchester or live there. It was a great place to go and, and play up and then leave and not get in trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just, we were, I think we touched base last week in regards to doing this and I sort of thought to myself, um, imagine 20 years ago when we used to knock about um, Ringwood Strip or wherever it would be that we could imagine that in 20 years' time we'd be sitting here having a chat and talking about a charity and, and where you've gone in your coaching space. Like, if someone told me that's what we'd be doing I would have I would have kicked them <laughs> uh, I, absolutely I think you you're getting closer to segueing into a couple of pretty funny stories I think um a few of my first experiences were at the hands of your sister's 18th and 19th birthday parties where <laughs> I, I was drinking and smoking underage and then there was another time where I was uh booted out of a, a very prestigious establishment that burnt down in Ringwood called Club Dakota and I didn't have anywhere to go and uh a good Coldstream person, Kane Wallace, said, why don't you get in a cab with Ozzy and go back to his joint? And I woke up in the morning in your room in the corner on a chair, and I think you forgot that I was there. And I woke up to the sweet sounds of Sepultura or Pantera or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then you turned and went, oh, shit, I forgot you were there. But, uh, yeah, definitely, I, I, would, I would be kicking those people too, mate, if um, yeah, some of the things that we've seen and done all that time ago and then to, to be doing what we're doing now. Through footy, the vehicle of sport is uh, is pretty special. So let's fast forward a little bit out of Coldstream and talk about when you meet your now partner or wife. Partner, Tali. Yep, yep. we're engaged. It's been a, a long process, to be honest. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, it, we had Jets. Um, I, I proposed to Tales on Christmas Day, I think. Uh, we had Jets and then our world was turned upside down a little bit. So yeah, it's still it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, two more kids after Jip. Um, so yeah, it's it's good. So you picked a low key day to propose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jips was due in March, and I thought, well, I've got to do this. So I, I can't, um, you know, go into this not being committed. Yeah. So that that was me thinking there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can. Uh... I can relate to that. I can definitely relate to that with uh, with our oldest son Bailey. So, um, during that pregnancy, Gypsy's your oldest. Yeah, Gypsy's our oldest. She's yeah. Six. yeah. So, during that pregnancy, were you guys aware that she may have Rett syndrome, or was it? Did no. it come as a total shock? No, no nothing at all. And and um, really healthy pregnancy too. So yeah, yeah. really health, healthy, everything perfect. Yeah. Um, with Rett syndrome, you you don't. See anything till about a year of age. Okay. Um, so everything in our world was perfect. Yep. Um, up until about a year, we started to notice a few things that weren't quite right. Um, that that following year was really hard because we just didn't know what it was. Um, lots of tests, you know, getting the wrong um, uh, diagnosis and stuff like that. Um, so. You know, it was, it was a lot of worrying, a lot of lot of tests, as I said. But yeah. we, we finally got down to what it was. Um, 
uh, and and when we got told it was Rett syndrome, you know, it was, a, it was a, the first thing you do obviously is Google it and try and you know have a look. Um, yeah. Once you look at that, you're like, wow, well, this is terrible. Like what we're dealing with, but in a way, it was good to know what it was too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the uh, the unknown makes it really really harder because you start digging down rabbit warrens on Google and you end up in some pretty Exactly right, and, and the thing is, with Rhett, that, that and with Gypsy, that first year, she, she was perfect. Like, and, and that's a dad thing. You always say your daughter's perfect and all that. Yeah. But and, and Gypsy is just a beautiful girl. Um, yeah, I, I hear it quite often, and just to look at her, like she's got these eyelashes that are huge, and um, you know, for someone to tell you that there's something wrong with her, yeah, breaks your heart. Yeah. Um, and I still remember the day. Because we got uh, told cerebral palsy a couple of times and things like that, and I just, I'm like, no. And and we were actually going with that for a little bit. No, I'm like, no, it's not that. There's no way known. Yeah. Um, and then I, Tali called me one day. I remember where I was. I was on uh, Dorset Road there at Bayswater on the way to a job, and um, she called me, and I remember pulling over when, when she told me that it was Rett syndrome, and it was heartbreaking, and yeah. you know, I'll never forget that day. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. Wouldn't you? Obviously, being able to pinpoint the road and, that, and where you were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like um, when Elvis died or something, all these old people remember when that was yeah. and where they were. It must be sort of the same thing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's the first time Elvis has been mentioned in the podcast. For a while. Many firsts, many first, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. But um, I don't want to make light of this situation, but uh, it's a type of guy you are. Uh, you just bring out the best in people and the way you talk about it so openly is really, really refreshing. But I want to dig into, for people out there, the reason why I wanted to get you on and talk about this is because I think, and as we get on, people will realise it's such a great example of dealing with a situation, but not just dealing with it, making good of it, maybe even potentially making an outlet out of it for you as well. Um, so for those of you that are listening and you may not know, Aussie, or if you haven't been following on the socials, he's a pretty big burly guy, got a bit of growth, he's a man's man, um, and a hard man too, and I can remember times growing up, you didn't mess with Aussie Lawrence, or any of them for that matter, uh, Pooley, pool builder and, and fixer by trade, if I got that right. Pool plumber, yeah. Yeah. So how are you dealing, A, with that news, and B, internally and then with your with, so um, with the with Rett syndrome. Well, just yes. the news and everything, mate. Like People need to understand like what we see now on Valley Vicious and the game is awesome. We, see, we get to see the fundraising side of it, and it's probably the, the lighter side of it, if you will. But for people out there that may be going through similar things, they, I would imagine, be a pretty dark side. You've still got to get up and yeah. go to work. You've still got to function as a person. And, and don't get me wrong, definitely when we first found out that, and there still is a dark days, um, mm-hmm. You know, it is hard. It's not easy. Yeah. Uh, Gypsy's going to need full-time care for the rest of her life. Yeah. As simple as that. I'm lucky in that my partner, Tali, for me, she is perfect at it. And I watch her do the stuff she does and, you know, she's just built to do that. Um, she loves it. Um, but it, it, it is hard at times. Um, and, you know, you touched on the what we're doing to to get through it and that, and I think I said to you the other day, the way I've been brought up is, you know, a bit like the old poker game, the cards that you dealt, you deal you deal with them. Yeah. 
um, and, and that's the way we've taken it is that we'll take it on. Um, I think uh, one, one of the major things that keeps me going is the people at the top of REC um, that know what they're doing and I'm never going to try and pretend that I know everything about REC because I definitely don't. Yeah. Um, Tails is definitely more educated with Rett syndrome than I am. I know the, the small facts that I believe I need to know. Yeah. But the, one of the major people who is doing all the testing and that um, told me there is hope and they believe that they can find a cure and they're not far off it. So yeah. that's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need is someone to tell me that and then I'm going to go with it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll do whatever I can um, to raise money. Um, and I guess I've been pretty lucky with um, the the Valley Vicious platform, um, and you know that's where we've taken it. Obviously, with the footy game and all that kind of stuff. Um, I guess you just deal with the cards you've been dealt, and that's what we're going to continue to do. Yeah, we'll get to the game and the VV and all that side of the story because that is a big part of it. But we don't often get opportunities to talk about people that are close to us in many. I guess settings, but tell me about Tails. Tails, she's a ripper. Um, we've been together, I think, ten years now. Yep. Tails a bit younger than me, um, but she she changed my life completely. Um, you knew me a bit younger. Um, I met Tails just before I turned thirty. Yep. And now I look back at things, and that's what's changed my life, a hundred percent. I think I was at a stage then when I was about 30 that, was, all right, I was time to pull your head in or do something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, and that all coincided with me and Tali, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, we've started our family now. Uh, we've got, obviously, Gypsy, Ashana and Boston. Yeah. Um, they're rippers. Um, but Tali's is just a, just a fantastic mum. She's just born to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, she she had a great job uh, in Hillsville here, was working for an accounting firm. Yeah. Um, she loved that. But um, once sort of she kicked into motherhood, once we realised what Gypsy has, you know, um, your life changes, doesn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, uh, Tails is a ripper. Yeah, she sounds it, mate. Never met her, but she's a star. And um, it'd be good for her to, to hear that and people to hear that too. We don't get enough opportunities. We probably should. Tell them more, shouldn't we? I know oh. I should with my wife, but we just don't for some reason. It's the way our stupid blokes are wired sometimes, but I think we need to get a bit better at that. And definitely, and, you know, like with all the, the page and all the, the rec game and all that, and people come up and, you know, shake my hand and all that. Yeah. I'm not the one doing the hard work every day with Gips. It, yeah, it's yeah. Tarly, and, uh, you know, I, I go out and work and do that, but I come home and, you know, she's the one that's dealt with it all day. So yeah. she, she's doing the hard yards. 100%. That sounds like a star. So how hard is it to decide to go around again with kids? When this happens to you with your first kid, and you've already mentioned, was it a- Aish? Ishi. Ishi Ishana. And Ishana and Boston? Boston, yeah. So how hard is it to come to those decisions to go around again? Now, once we spoke with doctors, yep. uh, and then they said there is no chance that your next child will have Rett syndrome. Okay. It's that rare. There's only 200 kids in Australia with Rett syndrome, wow. and that's... You know, they said there's no chance. It's it's not something that I carry. It's not something that Tali carries. It's just um, it's it's just a, a rare thing that happened. Um, mm. And they pretty much said 100% it's not going to happen again. And we yeah. were well, that's fine. Okay, let's go again. And um, 
So we've got the three. I'm not sure we'll go anymore, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I've got four. They're great, but you'd be wise to stop at three. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little bit of a glimpse of that just earlier. Oh, you certainly did. Yeah, you certainly did. So, um, so Gypsy turns, and I overheard you talking to Brookie, my wife, a little bit before she took off with the the four red yeah, Gypsy just turned six in March. So, okay, yeah. so Valley Vicious and Brett awareness in terms of footy to me, and you'll correct me, has been going for maybe three years, if that. Yeah, just over three years, I think. Yeah. So the the Valley Vicious thing come. Um, where did it start? So you, she might be around two to three years of age. You've gone through what you've gone through. When I think she would have been around two when it started. Where was the seed planted, mate? What made you feel like you could start to generate some interest or some fundraising for Rhett? Well, I'll tell you what actually happened was it was 2016. Mm-hmm. I coached a year before. At Coldstream? At Garrett Lane. Yeah, okay. Um... We were in Divi 1, actually. We went up that year because the seniors won the 2014 flag. Yep. Um, and then I, Tales pretty much said to me, it's getting too much, which is fair enough. Um, coaching, as you know, is you know, three nights a week, whatever, Saturday, some Sundays. Yeah, it's, stuff the most, like it's the most selfish thing in the world. Yeah. Elite or semi-professional, amateur, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And especially with the way Jip was, um, it was too hard. So I pulled the pin on that, um, had the year off, and me in my wisdom, boredness, I'm not sure, I just love footy, and I just, that was the only connection I could get, was to make a, a Facebook social media page of just local footy banter. Yeah. And that's all it was, it was real small, uh, the profile picture was just a, a V, it was silly. Yeah. Um, there was probably 30 of us on it, and we just spoke rubbish. Yeah. Um, I'd just put up stupid pictures every now and then. And it started to gain some legs um, and just grow, grow, grow. Uh, a few pictures that went viral on you know, other social media platforms yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and once we sort of gained, started to gain legs, I thought, well, I've got a platform here. I've got to try and raise some money for Rhett to find a cure. Yep. A uh, couple of good people got around me, and I guess that's where we are now with Valley Vicious. Um, I guess in a wrap, that's how it started. Who are the good people? Uh, i got Dino DeMunk, who's helping me quite a lot. Um, obviously, Jane Leather, who's a bit of a face of uh, Valley Vicious. Um, he's been a fantastic help. Uh, I've got Paddy Hayes, who helps quite a lot. Uh, we've also got a, a committee that runs a whole Rhett Awareness Cup too. So, yeah, we're getting there. Did you uh, reach out to Rhett when you were starting all this? In terms, is there an organisation? There, there is a yeah, definitely an organisation. Like? Yeah. Um, Bill, who runs that, um, he's come out uh, quite a couple of times to obviously meet Chips and that, um, and on quite a few occasions we've it started off Tarly actually. Was the first to raise some funds for Rhett. Um, I think it was over seven grand she raised, and we, we handed that over to him. What'd she do? Um, how did she do that again? Oh, it was just through uh, like a GoFundMe thing. I yep. think. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so we handed that over to him. Um, a, a group of really good friends. When we, uh, I think it was in the second year, we found out uh, we knew of Gypsy having Rhett. Um, 
Sheridan Gale and uh, Jackie yeah. Collette. Yeah, yeah. And all, all of them organised a Gypsies Gala. Okay. Um, so on that night, we they raised over 50 grand, wow. which we were able to buy a car for Gypsy to be transported in. Wow. So um, that was sort of the kick in the ass I needed a little bit, that these people are willing to do this. I've got to start doing something myself. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, I was sort of just sitting on my hands, like... Putting a few pictures up, getting a yeah, few laughs and, and stuff. Yeah, and I thought, well, if these people can do this, yeah, I've got a platform there. Let's just give it a go. Yeah. Um, and it took off. So to date, I think I checked yesterday, it's over 8,000. Yeah. Over 8,500, I think, uh, members of the VV page and growing, obviously. Yeah. So the stubby holes, the hats, does that all start getting introduced Pretty early days, or yeah. Well, early days. Um, on that night, on the Gypsy Gala night, um, I don't know if you remember them first couple of grand finals where I was selling all the stubby holders. And yeah, that. yeah, I do. Um, we managed to raise seven and a half grand then, um, just in that one final series. I think it was. Yeah, and I think the Gypsy Gala was in October. So from that, uh, Bill was there that night at the Gypsy Gala. Yeah, we handed over another another check of seven and a half. I think. I think all up on that night, we gave 15 grand to Brett. Um, so the whole Gypsy Gala wasn't just about doing something for Gyps. It was, we, we handed quite a bit of money over to Rep too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a, a, sort of the go with that, yeah. It's really interesting that you mentioned that. So it's obviously Gypsy is the heart and soul and the, the cause of what you're doing, but you guys have always remained, uh, it hasn't just been a, a sole focus on her. There's been a broader, I guess, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Initiative? Yep. To help the rec community? Yeah, definitely. And I think this year, unfortunately, you weren't able to get there, but your partner and that were there. But this yep. year, um, we we invited rec families yep. and we were blown away. There, there would have been at least 15 rec families there and rec kids there um, on the day. And that was fantastic. To see them there, you know, and you know they all come out after the game and that, and or before the game, and we're all standing out there, which was fantastic. Uh, it was a bit of an eye opener too, really, to see all the other kids with Rett syndrome. Yeah. Um, Had you met many up until that no, point? No. no. Uh, I think one. Okay. Up, up, to, up to that point. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I, I was grateful because Gypsy, although Gypsy is where she is compared to these other kids her age gypsies in in a lot better health than some of them yep um you know and Rett syndrome is is something that can go downhill real quick but yep. you know i've seen all these other kids really really struggling most of them in wheelchairs and stuff like that and yep. gypsy just running around you know having a ball yeah and i and i sort of thought well this and and it was a it was good for me to see this because you know it brought a tear to me eye but it it also made it worth a lot more yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, not just doing it for gyps. Yeah, it's a bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. That's the words I was looking for before. Yeah. I wanna I wanna come back to that because there's a there's a story there about that day that I want to talk about. But so during this period, just to go back a little bit, during this period, mate, I can only imagine that we spoke about dark days that were earlier on. Uh, and then making decisions to do something but obviously having a little bit of fun on Facebook, et cetera, with a few photos. You spoke about those awesome women that raised the money for the car. Yeah. Um, as this 
ball starts to roll and it starts to get bigger, does it become a bit of a passion and an outlet for you? Those That connected piece that you were probably missing from when you had to give up your love of coaching, Yeah. did you sort of get it back through this? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I loved it. I still love it now. Um, at times, I'm on it too much, obviously, uh, and, and Tails does, you know, it gets to her, but she understands what I'm doing, but, you know, yeah. I still need to get better at that. Yeah. Um, but the passion, uh, I, I love the Valley. Yeah. I love footy, um, the characters, and the, the whole idea of Valley Vicious is is not really, you know, we all, you think of local footy and it's always the stars and all the, all the guns that are getting, it's not about that. Yeah. It's more about the characters of the of the league, you know, pumping up the teams um, and getting the people out there that probably wouldn't usually get a bit of a rap. Yeah. Um, but it definitely a great outlet for me. Um, and through them times, that's definitely what got me through it, yeah. to be honest. For sure. Um, yeah. It's, uh, if anyone hasn't been on there, on the Valley Vicious uh, Facebook page, you need to get on because there's some hilarious stuff on there. And I was just, I don't even know if you could imagine... How how much it's grown and how popular it is just through the art of piss taking, and that that's the culture in the valley, isn't it? And it, I mean, it, it, it? That is definitely the culture in the valley. Yeah. Like you, I'm not a funny fella, really. I, I don't think I am. But when you're behind a phone and you can do some amazing <laughs> things these days with technology and stuff like that, yeah. it can be funny. Yeah. And you know, it just takes people to send you stupid fit, uh, pictures, and you know, you do what you can. Um, and I think it's brought a bit of life into the league too, the comp, not just the out east, but all, all local footy. Um, it seemed a bit flat there for a while, I think, and, yeah. and I hope, anyway, that Valley Vish has brought a bit of life back. Yeah, it definitely has. I think even just with my kids now, if they see the sticker just driving around, even the eastern suburbs, they, they get excited and they yell out to me or, or Brookie. And it's like a little bit of a family, like a bit of a community, a bit of a head nod and a bit of a wave because we all know the, the meaning behind that sticker or that hat or that stubby holder. And that's the, that's the best part. We've got guys that are in their you know, mid to late 60s, even older, wearing Valley Vicious gear and they have the same connected piece with an under, set, an under 16 and under 18 kid who thinks the hoodie's cool and he wears it and he understands or she understands um, that it's for a bigger picture and a greater cause. But... To hit the widespread community like you have is just fantastic, and you could never have imagined it taking off the way it has. No, well, and that's the thing. There is a meaning behind it, and you you would know me as a, as a younger fella. I always loved to fight. Um, now my fight's something completely different, and, and yeah. it's this. Yeah, uh, that's the only fight I want to be fighting. Yeah, good call. As, as we get older, we don't fight too well. <laughs> no, definitely not. I was always poor at it anyway. But um, yeah. So the thing that I noticed too, and I haven't, I've done a little bit, and I need to get off my ass and probably do a little bit more in regards to fundraising and stuff like that. That uh, to things that are, are really important to me. Um, the thing that I noticed even today, just making three phone calls, people don't hesitate, mate. They hear your name, they hear VV, they hear Rhett, and they just jump on board. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I, I, I don't think that's got anything to do with me, personally. I, I think that's more of just the place we live, the people around it. Um, you know, they're always up for something that's worthy, I, I believe. Yeah, 100%. But it took – this is the thing, and because you're humble and I appreciate it, but you need to understand that for people that are listening that could be in a bit of a struggle – 
and they may be facing things similar or worse or not as worse, but they feel like they're in a bit of a hole, to say, I can get off my ass and just do something. And even if it is just starting a page or, like you said, it was 30 pictures or I had 30 mates, but it, it was a connection. And that made, that made you feel good. Yeah. And then that got the ball rolling rather than just sitting on your hands like you touched on before and not doing anything. Uh, it just compounds the, the problem and makes things a lot worse. So there's a story to be told here about getting up and having a crack. Um, definitely. Because it's definitely started from nothing. So when did the game become an idea and who planted that seed? All right, so I don't know if you remember in the first year we did it, we did a Valley Vicious Team of the Year and we, they were just, we just put it up. And yeah. They, it had nothing really to do with footy ability. It was more to do with how much traction that these characters have the got characters have on Valley Vicious. Yeah. Um, there were some good players in it. Um, and then again, there was some players that probably are just a reserve football, yeah. which doesn't mean anything. But, you know, that is how it started. Um, and, you know, that sort of, it was real slow because what I did was I'd do two players a week. And everyone must have been looking at me thinking, what's this idiot doing? Like, he's, he's got three players who all from different clubs. This is going nowhere. And then it got up to about, I reckon, centre-half forward, probably eight players left or nine players left. Yeah. We hadn't done the midfielders yet, but people were getting interested. Like, okay. oh, am I going to get a spot? Or, yeah. And it got some traction. Um, and then it got down to the last bloke picked. And everyone was onto it by then. Yeah. Uh, and Jaden said to me, he goes, mate, we should do a game. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, we should do a game for Rett Syndrome. And I went, how do you mean? And he goes, oh, we'll just get all these players and we'll play against another team or something like that. I missed that. Who said that to you? Jaden Leather. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I sort of, I thought it was a silly idea at the start and he kept on going with it. A couple of weeks later, he said it again. And I said, yeah, it's probably got something there, mate. And that's where, where it started. Um, obviously through that little make-believe team that we did on social media to Jaden saying, I reckon it's a goer. And and we did it. Obviously, you were involved in the first game. Yep. Um, and what an amazing night that was. Yeah, it was huge. It was massive. It was... Everyone that got involved knew they were getting involved for a fundraising event and for a great cause. But we didn't know the magnitude. And even listening to you talk earlier at the start of the, the podcast about what red is. Uh, you spoke to both teams. We played Croydon North, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. So Mark Holly, I think he might still be out there. Yeah. Um, I know you spoke to both teams about what it is while we're here. Uh, you could have you could have heard a fucking pin drop and little gypsies walking around the rooms and we're talking about fully grown, burly valley men and some not from the valley. We had Lindsay Gilby, Sean Smith yep. running around in there. Um, could have heard a pin drop many tears in many eyes and we we knew then that this is gonna be this is gonna be something that grows year after year after year. Um, in actual fact, oh you got me to help coach it by half time. I was swapping jumpers <laughs> swapping jumpers with Scott McDonald and I played the second half because I just loved it that much. But uh, uh, the Hillsville community bought into it really well I remember. Hillsville were fantastic. The Hillsville football club um, through the whole thing have been fantastic. Yeah. Obviously, the last two games have been there. Um, the support, you know, I'll ask something, it'll get done. No piss and moan, they just get it done. Uh, Dino was amazing with that. Yep. Um, and, and the whole club were fantastic. Um, just to touch back onto 
when I went in that night to talk to everyone. Yeah. Um, that was, that was amazing to go into that room. Um, I really can't remember what I said and how it come out, but I just remember walking out, um, being, I don't know, shocked or I don't know, shock's not probably not the right word, but it was, it was like a bit of a relief off my shoulders too. But the love in that room and, and to have every single person in that room, you know, mainly looking at Gypsy and, and understanding what we're dealing with yep. um, was amazing. And that's something I'll always remember is that speech in that room. I remember you telling me about the week on that night leading up and I think yourself and Dylan did a lot of the dirty work, a lot of elbow grease. How many hours do you reckon you knocked up? Oh, no, uh, a lot. Um, to be honest, that... So, obviously, we kicked on that night, as you do. Yeah. Um, the Tuesday, I think, I, I fell into a bit of a mess and was um, just cooked. Yeah. Um, and so emotionally drained that it caught up with me. And you don't think, then you think you're invincible and mm -hmm. you can just, but, yeah, just a whole build-up just caught up with me. Yeah. Yeah. So, on the yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. We still had a few days to play out till the Saturday. <laughs> so you talk about relief going into the room. I can now that you've told that story, I can I can put two and two together. Um, so the night's a success. How much money was raised on the first one? I think it was nineteen thousand. Yep. Yeah. And then fast forward, and this part annoys me because I had to do other football commitments, but I got there late in the end. But this one was going to be a big one that we've just had and we were talking on the phone, obviously so grateful to get it in before the, the pandemic hit. Oh, definitely. I, I, we did speak about it and uh, I'm so grateful with obviously every, every, everything that's going on now. And, you know, we are very lucky that we got it, got it out to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah. The women get a go. The women are fantastic. Um, How important was that to get uh, them involved in year two? Um, Valley Vicious is fantastic, but the women on, of Valley Vicious have been even more fantastic. The way they get around it, um, the energy they have, uh, constant messages, you know, that they just love it. And to, to have them in the game was a no-brainer. Yeah. Once I've announced that they're in the game, the support, the, everything, they just jump on, anything you need done, they'll do. Um, the energy, uh, it was amazing. Um, you know, girls are a bit different to us blokes. We just go about things. Girls yeah. will throw in everything, and, yeah. and that's what they did. Um, and, yeah, they'll be in it every year if we continue. <laughs> How was the difference? I remember talking to you about it once I got up to the club that night. What was the difference between talking to the girls before the game compared to talking to the guys? Ah, well, I did cry speaking to the girls, and I don't know why or how, but yeah. um, I think just to have... 30 girls right in front of you and they're all looking, they all look deep into your eyes. I had little gyps with me. Um, I don't know. I just broke down, yeah. really. Um, and I'm sure they would have been. Yeah. If they hadn't yeah. already. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there was. Um, to be honest, I was in there real quick an hour. <laughs> Once the tears welled up, I'm like, I'm ahead of you guys. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but the girls were absolutely fantastic. The Heelsville girls that... Um, so obviously Valley Vicious played against the Hillsville girls. Yep. That they were fantastic. Even in the lead up before it, doing promos and photo shoots and all that. 
you know, it's hard. These uh, newspapers and that want a photo at four o'clock yep. in the Arvo. You're ringing around trying to get people. I'd ring Hillsville girls, bang. You know, they're there. Yeah. They're keen. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. That's awesome. It's such a cool story. And how much money was raised after game two? 50,000 we raised 50. from um, game two. So 25 of that was directly handed straight to Rep. Yep. Uh, the rest we still have, and so we're going to continue to work um, with sponsorship and stuff like that, uh, promotion, stuff like that, uh, and put a back, bit back into the game for next year. Yep. Um, and we're, we're still deciding um, what to do with a small amount to go to another. There's a few RET um, organisations, uh-huh. so we're going to try and uh, get, get a bit more to another one that Tal is really keen on um, getting some money to... to yeah, cool. This thing just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's awesome. I uh, I did stop us and go back, and I'll, we're about to segue into it now, but year two became overwhelming for a reason that I don't think there were outside Gypsy in year one. She was the only person with red at that game, wasn't she? In she was, year yeah. one, yeah. And then year two, you said there was a bit more of the, the red community that came to support and get involved, and even some of those families... Uh, their parents in particular came and thanked you and wanted to talk to you. Um, and you said you were so overwhelmed, you just didn't know what to say. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Is there a story attached to any of those people? Are you still in contact with them now? Oh, uh, definitely. Um, so we, we touched base with um, Brad and Benny, who uh, uh, play over um, Gippsland Way. Okay. Um, and they've got a daughter. So I'll probably get this wrong, but I think Brad is... The dad of Stevie. Yep. And Benny is the stepdad. Yep. They get along fine. They play in different footy clubs, but they both played in the game. Yep. Um, and Stevie come along too. Um, and to have them involved in the game was fantastic. Um, and that was sort of where we started with inviting Rhett families. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's how we got the 15 odd families there. Um, having all the other Rhett girls there was amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. You speak about rec girls, and I, I did some reading up on the condition. Why are females more susceptible to this than males? Because uh, female genes, females are stronger than us, and um, a boy with rec syndrome usually won't make it through birth. Right. He, he will die. Okay. Um, it's something to do with the X chromosome. Yep. Girls have two. Yep. Boys only have one. Yeah. So the boys have just got no chance if they've got rat syndrome to get through birth. Yeah, right. uh, and there, there definitely are cases of boys with rat, but very, very, very rare. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It's fascinating. So in terms of game three, actually, before I go into that, if there are any plans for that, the money that's raised through, we've spoken about three major events. So the gala, before the games are even thought about, the two games... Off the top of my head, there's what a bit over 120 grand potentially there. Yeah, but we're not taking into account the merchandise and the the donations that have gone through the VV Facebook page and all that sort of stuff. So, have you been able to gauge on what you may have uh, raised through those platforms? To be honest, I haven't sat down and and properly looked at it. Yeah. Um, but I think from what you said, there would be around about the, the right figure. Um, if you take account, the first game was around 20, um, second game 50, and then, you know, 
every year we're just going to try and swing as much as we can to Rett Syndrome Australia. Yep. Um, and then, you know, whatever we have left is more on promoting the next game and moving forward. Yep. Um, and even towards if Gypsy needs something, uh, we've just got uh, a new ramp at, at home. Yep. Which this, none of this money was used for that, but things like that, if, if it does happen, um, we're lucky with the NDIS. Mm -hmm. um, you, you get some sort of grants and they pay for that ramp that we've just got done now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for things like that. So yeah, continue to raise as much as we can. Um, Rhett do believe they'll find a cure and the, the money we give to them is um, all, all goes towards testing and stuff like that. They have a conference every year up in Queensland. Yeah. Where all the people in the knowledge of Rhett in Australia all meet and um, they get all the people around the world and they go at it and try and, um, you know, find a cure. How close are they? Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, is it something that you check in on or is it something that you just leave? Tali does. Yeah. Uh, Tali's always, um, she'll tell me something like there's been in, a new something found and I'm like, I'm not sure what that even means. But, you yeah. know, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's how yeah. I look at it. Um, I don't believe it'll be in Gypsy's time. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't not still give me hope. Yeah. Um, you know, we just keep fighting until we get there. 100%, mate. 100%. So, game three next year, with these things, in your case, it's more, I'm making an assumption and asking a question, how big are you thinking? Are there things that go through your head where you think, nah, surely I couldn't do that, but you want to have a crack at it? Have you got a big plan? Have you got a big dream for this where it could go? Oh, well, to be honest, no, is your short answer. Um, to For the first year and second year, for it to get even to that stage was beyond my belief. Yeah. Um, so anything isn't out of the question now, I, I believe, but I don't want to go too overboard either. Mm -hmm. I don't want to drain people of what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, if it ever gets to that stage is where I'd probably pull back a little bit. Um, obviously, what happens with footy this year is going to play a big role too, I yep. believe. Um, in my eyes, it'd probably feel a bit odd going around again if no footy's played this year. Yep. Not odd. Odd's probably the wrong word. Um, maybe a bit rude. I don't know. But that's only my opinion. I've already been slapped down by a few people for saying that. Yeah. They said you're Wanker, whatever. It's not about that. I won't call you a wanker, but I'll slap you down. <laughs> we're going for game three. <laughs> and I think it'll be welcomed because we were just talking off air, I guess, if you will, before that the EFL and the Northern Football Leagues have just ceased their seasons this year. Yeah. We could only imagine that uh, most or some other football leagues will follow suit. So uh, the rec games are usually played in around Feb. Yeah, we're looking early March this year, the first week of March. I think the first one was the first week of March too. Yeah. Well, it could be something to really look forward to for people to when we come out of this. Well, not who knows when we're going to come out of the pandemic, but we're we're allowed to get over five hundred people and get to back to playing sport. I think you'll find you'll get a, a pretty big attendance, mate. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, obviously, there's bigger things going on at the minute. So um, yeah, well, I'd love to go around again, but you know, we're just going to. Go for a few things first, I believe. 
100%. Mate, before we finish up, and I really appreciate you coming on, it's been an awesome insight, and I thank you. There is a RET Awareness uh, Day, and they're talking about doing a bit of a wear your football jumper to work on October the 1st, I think you mentioned. Yeah, so October the 1st, we're just, uh, me and Paddy Hayes, a great man, uh, um, just throwing around a few ideas at this stage. We are going to try and hope and get it up by uh, RET Awareness Day. Um, and that's where your local footy jumper to, da- uh, to work day. Um, we're obviously going to get uh, like a little um, thing made up that people can take into the office, promote it. Um, you get your people at work asking you why you're wearing this jumper to work and, you know, then, then it gives you, you tell them why and then um, Red Awareness is getting out there again. Um, we've probably touched on before that, bef- you know, Valley Vicious and all of this, no one really knew what Rep was. Yeah. And now sort of everyone is starting to know what it is. Well, this is just another step towards getting people to know what Rett Syndrome is. And uh, hopefully we get it up by October the 1st. For sure, mate. For sure. Well, I think uh, you're a humble guy, but throughout this story, uh, if there are any takeaways, and my biggest takeaway is that through the vehicle of sport and humour and uh, that connected piece with people, and especially culturally in the Yarra Valley, it just ticks all the boxes and uh, you're doing an awesome job and I can't wait to see what's in store. Obviously, uh, to the family and Gyps, I wish you all the best and really thank you for coming on. Now, Nick, uh, honestly, I'd like to thank you, mate, for getting me on. You might have pushed me a little bit because I'm not <laughs> probably not the greatest speaker, but um, obviously growing up with you, uh, what you've done since then, um, it's a privilege to come and speak to you. And um, I'd just like to thank everyone in, in the valley, local footy, everywhere that has got around. Firstly, Valley Vicious, myself, uh, Rett Syndrome, you know. A lot of, lot of people out there don't even know me, but yep. are willing to put their hand up and have a crack and uh, throw in their hard, hard earned to give my daughter a fighting chance. So um, it means the world. 100%, mate. Where can people find you before we wrap this up? At Valley Vicious, you mean? or Social media, email, phone, how are you? Maybe not email or phone. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not email or phone. Just get on to Valley Vicious at Valley Vicious. Uh, we're on Facebook and, and Instagram. Yep. Um, send me an inbox. Um, have a look at the pages. Uh, we've got jumpers, hoodies, everything going at the minute. Um, yeah, just get around it if you can. And um, it's for a very worthy cause. 100%. And when we get this out there to the masses, I hope, a lot of sharing and posting to be up for the prizes that we'll uh, we'll throw out there on the socials and we'll talk more about once we release it. But again, man, thanks a lot and all the best. Uh, Thanks for having me, Nick. You're a ripper. Good job. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Be sure to share it on all your social platforms or even text an email and please stay tuned next week for another episode of Hear the Voice. Thanks again.